Black History Month, and just one of the ways WMNF is celebrating is with the Living Mirror Playback Theater Show on February 16th at 7 p.m. in the Live Music Studio. Petro Mabili, host of Community Speaks, will give opening remarks with a musical introduction by Cameroon singer-songwriter Persia Bain. Our theme is honoring the past, inspiring the future, and the show will feature improv enactments of stories from the audience. It'll be a compelling evening of community sharing and theater. The shows are free, so please reserve your seat online at wmnf.org slash events. This is WMNF Radio, 88.5 FM. You are tuned to Community Speaks. I'm your host, Patro Mabili, and we are celebrating Black History Month. And this is an opportunity, of course, to talk about a lot of things and uh, historical things that are still impacting us today. And, you know, we want to analyze who we are and what we want as a nation and a world. And while it's carnival time in Brazil and Mardi Gras in New Orleans, they're taking a day off for Armed Forces Day in Liberia. But here in the United States, as I said, we are observing our nation's history during Black History Month. And we are in a leap year, so we can get an extra day to take an even greater leap in consciousness. So this is why I come here and do this, so we can always have an opportunity to advance ourselves as a people in these conversations. And this month, I want to consider the political revolution that was the modern civil rights movement. Additionally, the 1948 order desegregating the armed forces may have been a catalyst that helped launch change between 1954 and 1964. And my personal focus this year continues to be ancestry research. Each celebration of Black History Month is another opportunity to mark my progress in learning their names. That is the crusade, the names of the enslaved, because that is the way they speak to us. That was a pride in the years post-Civil War and in Reconstruction is for African Americans to go and get their names. And they've uh, been enslaved in chattel slavery you know, we almost didn't know their names, but as we are seeing the census reports being released every 72 years after the fact, we're beginning to make those connections. And, you know, that's something that I continue to celebrate as I'm learning more and more. It personalizes history and it also gives us an idea of just what our place and our role has been in this country's development. And so we'll continue on that process uh, but some good news today here in the state of florida there is a possibility of some justice for those at the dozier school for boys historically we've seen uh all of we've seen we've heard stories of the horrors that took place there and apparently now a bill has been advanced in the state house to uh, in an effort to compensate victims of abuse at the Dozier School for Boys and the, also the Okeechobee Reform School. This uh, state senator, Darrell Ruzon, he's a Democrat from St. Petersburg. He filed Senate Bill 24, 
formerly known as Dozier School for Boys and Okeechobee School Victim Compensation Program. And the bill aims to create a one-time payment program through the Department of Legal Affairs for students who faced abuse at these institutions, as well as award high school diplomas to those who to those that are compensated. Initially opened in 1900 as the Florida State Reform School, the Dozier School for Boys was known for its brutal living conditions. And although there were a multitude of reports filed, little had changed. Uh, But according to an article on National Public Radio, hundreds of men who attended the school were gruesomely abused physically, mentally, and sexually for years. And some 81 boys are known to have died there, but their remains, where their remains were buried, is a mystery that researchers are now trying to resolve or solve. Farm, uh, similarly, at the Okotobi Reform School, it is also known for its abusive nature. Built in 1959, school was formed because of overcrowding at Dozier School, and if passed, this bill will accept applications from all living persons who suffered abuse at institutions between 1940 and 1975. And applications must include proof of attendance, dates of enrollment, and the abuse that was done. And section of the bill creates, uh, states that by accepting a one-time compensation payment from the Department of Legal Affairs, the victim is not allowed to accept any other forms of compensation related to that to the matter, uh, but again, this bill is being uh, promoted in the Senate Senate Committee on Governmental Oversight and Accountability, and they voted unanimously six to zero this past Wednesday in favor of the bill. And President of the Association of Black Boys at Dozier School, Richard Hunley, he expressed his gratitude for the bill. And uh, so it's being it's currently pending reference. Uh, it's it's going to be reviewed, and uh, it should come up for a vote in the state. So some justice, hopefully, for the victims and the survivors and their families that took place there. But it goes to show you just how much it is. You know the the laws are needed. You know when we had the civil rights movement, it started as I said with the desegregation of the armed forces. Uh, but I believe that that order to desegregate the armed forces really set off change in this country because uh, in 1954, that was followed by the Brown versus Board of Education decision by the Supreme Court that schools must be desegregated as well. And, you know, this is a part of a momentum that set in that, you know, took off, that launched at that particular time in history. In 1950, that decade between 1954 and 1964 was nothing short of a revolution in this country. And, you you know, the laws we need to make certain that the laws respond to the needs of the people in this country. The Civil Rights Act of 1964 was the culmination of this historical moment and this change that was taking place in this country and, you know, part of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 included uh, public accommodations law, you know, getting rid of the whole Jim Crow signs, whites only here and blacks only there. Uh, the whole desegregation movement had gotten underway in this country. 
And while the Civil Rights Act was essentially a jobs bill, it was a, uh, about labor, equal protection of the laws, uh, the public accommodations was also a part of it. It prohibits discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. And as I said, provisions of the Civil Rights Act forbade discrimination on the basis uh, as well as on hiring, uh, basis of race on hiring, promoting, and firing. And so the act prohibited discrimination in public accommodations and federally funded programs, and it also strengthened the enforcement of voting rights and the desegregation of schools. So it was a culmination. And as we look around us politically today, we see that there are people who are intent on taking us backwards or even bastardizing what was already done. Uh, the order, executive order 9981, desegregating the military. We look around and look at how the governors are using their state guards. And, you know, there are people who are looking at, especially here in this state, and how this governor is using the guards, uh, looks like in a politically motivated way. And recalling what some people are saying is like the black, the, the brown shirts during the Nazi regime. And, you know, this causes a lot, this leaves a lot for concern and a lot of cause for concern, especially given the makeup of the current Supreme Court that looks like it is emboldening those who want to roll back the clock to do exactly what they want to do. And we are in an election year. We're hearing a lot of irresponsible language come out of the ex-president 45 in terms of global security and the use of the military and allowing Russia to use its military in a way that it pleases, treating our allies like debtors and they can be invaded and no get no support from the United States if 45 gets reelected. So we have a lot to look at and we have a, a history that we have to protect and we have rights that we have to protect in this country, especially voting rights. And we have to recognize that people are intent on rolling back the clock on all of this change and progress. But this is these are the issues that I wanted to highlight here as we get ready for the conversation here of course, we can take your telephone calls. I would love to hear from you about the progress made and about the justice here in the state of Florida to right a wrong, historical wrong. And also, as we look at black history here locally, what is going on with the Jackson House? This is the, the house that, again, recalling the days of segregation when black people traveled and didn't have the right to stay Anywhere they wanted to stay, we had to have a special green book to tell us where black people could actually stay when they're traveling on the road. Jackson House was one of those such houses, and it sits dilapidated today. And it looks like the latest information that I have, the city of Tampa had voted in favor of a land swap deal that will facilitate the restoration of the historic Jackson House. But what has happened since? That was in October of last year. So we want to know what's going on with the preservation, the possibility of preserving that particular local history. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. You are tuned to Community Speaks here on WMNF Radio. Uh, our sister Irene stands ready to take your telephone calls. And you can also write me, DJ, 
at WNF.org. How does these historical developments strike you? And if you were around in the 1950s and the 1960s, did you know that you were living through an actual political revolution at the time? And how the the violent response and the violent reaction to civil rights in this country, how does that inform us today politically? And recognizing that there are people who want to roll back the clock. Uh, so what do you want to talk about today? 813-239-9663 is the number to call. And again, I want to give a shout out to Senator Darrell for filing the bill to compensate victims of the abuse at the Dozier School for Boys and the Okeechobee Reform School. It is always good to see justice in the making. 813-239-9663 is the number to call to talk about history and how it informs our actions today. This is the number to call and uh, very uh, interested in hearing from you. You could also write me, dj at wnf.org. And also, the intersection of science and history, the idea that you know, there are people who uh, don't trust the, the system because of historical wrongs. This country, you know, did come from a, a backwater when it came to issues of science. And uh, we've come a long way in that, on that front as well. And getting young black people interested and involved in the being first responders and in the medical field is awesomely important. And that would help bring us a long way into getting rid of the class divide and the racial divide that might continue in this country in the medical field. So, you know, and it's awesomely important that we get more participation there. But where are we headed? Who are we? Where are we going with our politics in this country? The world is really concerned when they hear what we thought, you know, was a responsible country. Our allies in the world no longer thinks that their responsibility is there when you hear comments like Russia can invade, do what it wants with his military. And also the issue of ageism is also continuing to bring back uh, the need for remembering we have civil rights in this country. Workers have rights in this country. We as a people, we are a free country and we have to fight to maintain those freedoms. And so I look at what older workers are feeling in this moment of ageism right now and they say they find it a less tolerant workplace right now and that's why a lot of a lot of older workers say discrimination is abounding in the workplace in this moment and i think that we've always seen and heard evidence of age discrimination especially the idea that you know companies want to fire you before you reach retirement age so that they don't have to pay you your benefits or you don't get access to your premiums uh your pensions and you're too expensive to continue to work and, and demand higher pay because you've been there so long, so they'd rather fire you and bring in a younger worker, which only serves to cause a divide between the ages. And who benefits? The companies benefit. And pe- workers, as they get older, find themselves on the out and, and suffering financially. And roughly two-thirds of adults over 50 believe older workers face discrimination in the workplace according to a new AARP report. And of that age, 90% believe ageism is commonplace. And they're finding, based on a series of surveys in 
2023, comes at a time when U.S. labor pool is conspicuously aging, and the 65 and up workforce has quadrupled in size since the mid-1980s, and nearly one quarter of the workforce is 55 and older. And it makes sense since the 1980s when the, the economy, the trickle-down economy, really pushed a lot of people on the outside and had, you know, the effect of making people feel like they had to work longer uh, and not retire at 65. And that problem is only served to worsen. So, you know, nearly one quarter of the workforce is 55 and older as we speak. And, you know, as one person has put it, ageism is really one of the last acceptable isms that society tolerates. And, you know, we need to recognize that, you know, people, you know, they're, they, they have a right to dignity. And I don't know if you can continue to legislate, you know, Civil Rights Act and Voting Rights Act, but the Civil Rights Act is, is, was a necessary development as we see we continue to need those kinds of protections politically in this country. And ageism is just one more ism that we have to fight against. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. Uh, Civil Rights Act, even though it was led by black people in the necessity for getting rid of the vestiges of discrimination in public accommodations and in the workplace, you know, meant that once civil rights, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was passed, that means we all benefit, everybody in this country benefits. And then we look at immigration, we know that there are people who come to this country, you know, needing asylum. And now we're wondering, is that system going to be shut down? Are we going to continue to allow the conservatives to play politics with that issue? Or are we going to recognize that people come here, you know, for asylum, but also work, and they augment this economy. So all of these things come into play when we talk about civil rights. 813-239-9663. I'm going to go to the telephone lines as we get ready to take your telephone calls here on Community Speaks because, of course, we want to hear from you, the community. You can also write me, dj at wmnf.org. We're going to go straight away to the telephone lines and see what Tom in Brooksville has to say about all this. Go ahead, Tom. You're on the air. No, you're not. Try again. Tom, you're on the air. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We can hear you. Okay. Yeah, you got a lot of seeds to top this conversation. I, I just want to riff on uh, white and black relationships. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm a white man, and I had the great good fortune that my parents were not racist. Yes. But my grandparents most certainly were, mm. you know? And it's like a creature. It's like a karma. Um, <laughs> white people is like we got to accept our, our stance here in America. Hmm. The sins of our forefathers, the karma. It's like seven generations you get to think ahead, but also hmm. seven generations before you. You know, you're paying for the sins of your forefathers. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and what do you think that, w- that your grandparents were clinging to? Because, you know, so I would say that, you know, 
we didn't own slaves, but you know, during slavery, there were people who were too poor to own slaves, but they were certainly renting them because it, it made them feel privileged and, and superior. Yeah, 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 uh, you know, yeah. But interpersonal relationships now is like we are here, you know, the, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, uh, I'm riffing bad, but um, this one fellow that called on uh, Sunday Forum yesterday. Is an older white guy, and he was talking about his first experience with hanging out with black folks was in sports. Yeah, he said, mm-hmm. and he had the guts to say that he used to be scared of black people. I don't know why. Why would that be? You know, because his parents, you know, his mm. grandparents is it's like the initial steps is to overcome that. You know, if you have an right. initial fear of having a black friend, there's something wrong there. Yeah, it's it's it a sort of irrational fear. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, irrational fear. And that's the integration is like this, about celebrating diversity, you know, integrating, have friends, and just like enjoy all the differences in the plate, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why we needed the laws, apparently, because, you know, people will resist, as we've seen with the law, but wouldn't have passed in the first place if a lot of people had their way. So we needed the laws in order to make certain the country continues to progress. And that is a shame that we had to depend on that. Mm-hmm. That is a shame. That's a moral sin to me. You know, it should be done voluntarily, you know, in a, in a living way. Yeah. So we have we have a lot of work to do and make certain that th- this is why we continue to learn history. What do you think about people in this state who want to whitewash history? Uh, you know, they're sinners. They're sinners to going backwards on the karmic ladder. They're, they're revisiting the sins of their forefathers. They're not, you know, healing the sins. They're revisiting them. Mm. And it's like, for what? That's a sinning situation. Yeah, that's a good question. For what? <laughs> Why do you want to revisit this uh, this past, especially that's rooted in the original sin of slavery? Yes. Oh, there's this uh, one show on NPR, and uh, it's called Throughline. And yesterday, they had it about James Baldwin an hour episode and we're in a tangled up mess man but you're doing a good job untangling the tangles <laughs> like to thank you yeah I want to thank you Tom thank you for right. calling from Birchville alright All right. peace peace 813-239-9663 while I'm thinking about it I want to also invite you to another WMNF podcast called Fire and Ice as we are celebrating Black History Month, Fire and Ice podcast discusses topics that impact Black Americans' culture and the uh, enculturation of Africans and Caribbeans in the United States. And the discussions will be a framework around the constructive analysis of economic development, education and training, technology, music and art, humanities, relationships, sports, employment and entrepreneurship, travel, politics, health, agriculture, 
reparations, etc. So sounds like an exciting podcast. You want to you want to go to WNF.org and uh, read up more about look for the podcast, the Fire and Ice podcast. So that sounds like something you want to tune into. But right now you're listening to Community Speaks here on WNF, WNF, our main channel. And uh, just wanted to get a catch up on what we're doing politically in this country, get, get caught up on the news and caught up on some of the uh, historical developments, uh, talking about the Civil Rights Act being the culmination, uh, nothing short of a revolution in this country that needs to be protected as there are those who want to roll back the clock, uh, beginning with the desegregation of the military to desegregation of schools and the desegregation of society writ large, uh, the in, especially in public accommodations, but also in the workplace. And the idea that ageism still makes it necessary for us to strengthen those laws, even at a moment when people are trying to roll back the clock. 813-239-9663 is the number to call if you want to join a discussion. Begin by talking about, you know, given the fact that you know, there, there's always need for protection. There were schools in this state that where the students were sent and had no protection and from abuse. And two of those schools, Dozier School for Boys and Okeechobee School, uh, are now the subject of a compensation po- uh, program that might uh, result in some justice, some justice, some compensation for victims of abuse at those two schools here in this state. And given the fact that we have a a state, we live in a state with such a history, know that their need for people, there's a need to continue to have strengthen, to strengthen our laws to protect people in this state. Just because time passed doesn't mean attitudes have changed. These things you know, some people's attitudes harden, especially as the laws change to make things better. Uh, we have to maintain vigilance. And as people continue to try to access the voting, uh, the voting polls, and as people try to access the constitutional amendment process to bring more justice to a people in a state, especially when it comes to protecting a woman's right to uh, reproductive rights uh, from the vagaries of politicians and protect them from doctors from being jailed and women from being jailed in this country and anybody who tries to help them. Uh, and now there, there's a, an attempt to go after uh, the access to medical care uh, for women and for trans women in this state. And it's causing a lot of consternation. The reality is people continue to need protection and recognize the fact that there are those in the ruling class that want to roll back the clock, that want to roll back protection. And so that's why we we talk about these issues, to give the voice to those who feel threatened. And there are a lot of people in this state who feel like they're completely under threat, and they need to recognize that you know, the fight is necessary. There are people on your side. There are people who are constantly trying to empower ourselves as a people against these fascists who want to roll back the clock. And, you know, we've made a lot of progress, and it needs to be protected. That's why we maintain some kind of political vigilance in this country and recognize that 
you know, there are people who, you know, really mean us a lot of harm. And it's really worrying for us here in the United States and on the globe to hear the kind of comments that we're hearing, to see the embracing of political violence, to see the embracing of of different types of discrimination, including including ageism and especially the resurgence of racism and anti-Semitism in this country. And the idea that you're going to allow uh, dictators to invade other countries, uh, creating an, a feeling of chaos on the globe, the embracing of that you're willing to embrace chaos on the globe. We have to be vigilant against that. And, you know, this is the reason why it is important that we have programs like Community Speaks. But do you want to talk? 813-239-9663 is the number to call. Up next, of course, we're going to have The Scoop coming your, your way, which is locally produced news, giving us some update on what is happening in our state, in, in this community. But right now, we want to hear from you. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. If you want to join the discussion here on Community Speaks, talking about all that is happening around us, especially when it comes to discrimination and history. So what do you, what were you feeling like when we were living through this change, especially in the 1960s, as these laws were being passed, especially in the face of political assassinations, the political assassination that began in 1963 with the killing of the president of the United States and following that with the killing of Malcolm X, one of the seminal civil rights orators of the time, and uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, Medgar Evers. Um, we saw the assassination of both of those gentlemen and Robert Kennedy. And, you know, this was during the time when laws were being passed because people were on the street demanding that change. And uh, we were seeing a great deal of political change in this country. And people were resisting it, resisting this incredibly necessary revolutionary change. And those, some of those people, the direct descendants of those people, want to roll back the clock because they never wanted that change in the first place. It empowers the wrong people. It doesn't give uh, the status quo the power they thought they were going to have in perpetuity. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. And you can write DJ at WMNF.org if you want to join the discussion here on Community Speaks. And up next, of course, we'll get back to the music when Blady Whalen brings It's the Music Monday. But right now, this is Community Speaks and we're taking your telephone calls as we try to talk about, you know, and celebrate the, polit- the political progress that is made as we celebrate Black History Month here in the United States. And we're learning a lot of history and we, because at a time when the ruling class want to whitewash history, we still have our freedom to talk about it. 813-239-9663 is important that everybody remembers history. We are, will be condemned to repeat it, and they're those who stand ready to roll back the clock. So 
we can certainly definitely end up repeating. And if you don't repeat history, history may not always repeat, but it certainly sometimes rhymes. 813-239-9663. If you want to join a discussion to talk about history, change, progress in this country, and justice. We know that there was some justice, I said, we are seeing an attempt to bring justice to the boys at the Dozier School for Boys in the Okeechobee School for the years of abuse that took place there. And, you know, one wants to see that process continues to happen. Uh, president, as I said, the president of the Association of Black Boys at Dozier School, Richard Hudley, he expressed his gratitude for a bill that was introduced in the state senate by Representative Rousson, Darrell Rousson, and uh, this is an attempt. Uh, Darrell Rousson is a Democrat from St. Pete, and this is an attempt to bring some compensation. And nobody knows exactly how many people, victims are going to uh, ultimately be included in this class with those who will be compensated. Uh, don't know what the impact to the state will be, but we do know it will be justice. And it should open our eyes to the idea that, as I said, there are people we need these laws to protect us from. Children today still need protection. People of color needs protection. Trans people, women need protection. Women need protection. Their reproductive rights need protecting. There's a threat to all of us, all of them, if we don't continue to open our eyes and bring some kind of analysis that makes us have a comprehensive understanding of what's happening around us, how all of it, all of these dots connect. That's why we do this. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. And of course, we're going to be needing your help here on Community Speaks. Last week of this month, we will be coming to you with our spring fun drive. But right now, it is just an open season for you to call 813-239-9663 to add your insights to what is happening around us as we celebrate black history and the progress that has been made, progress that everybody benefits from. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. This is Community Speaks here on WMNF Radio 88.5 FM. And uh, this kind of celebration. It's kind of a celebration because we have made progress. Black History Month is on tap for the month of February. And uh, there's a lot of progress that has been made that needs to be celebrated. A progress that we have all benefited from. As I was surmising earlier that a lot of what is happening in the modern civil rights movement took its uh, start with the desegregation of U.S. troops and the U.S. military, armed forces in the United States. Uh, the philosophy at the time was that it makes no sense for black soldiers who go around the world 
to fight for freedoms of other people and then come home to a less free country themselves. The country that claims to be the beacon of freedom and for the world. One wonders, what is the United States a beacon for now? 813-239-9663. What messages do we send to the world? Do we, uh, are we telling our allies that we really don't care, that we really want to be isolated from the world? Are we telling Russia that you can do what you want? Are we saying to Israel and to the Palestinians that we really have not much of a solution uh, that we are realistically vying for. 813-239-9663. Do we say to the African continent that your lives don't matter? All of the killing and destructive destructive wars that are going on there and the military coups and juntas uh, and, of course, Russia in the middle of all of that doing what they want there. Do we care as a world? 813-239-9663 is the number to call to join the discussion here on Community Speaks. I'm going to go back to the telephone lines and see what James from Tampa has to add to this conversation. Go ahead, James. You're on Community Speaks. Thanks for calling. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that um, the problem that I see is that there's a whole bunch of politicians who are using racism to gain power and it's not just racism they're using hate Mm. and the only way we're going to get through this alive and i mean that literally is is by fighting this these people to the end because they want a one-party state where they can do what they want and what they're gonna what they want is to wind up with camps Mm. and you've seen that and when you when you put up camps you don't care about people's lives and you know we Unless we see everybody in this country, including recent immigrants, including people seeking asylum, as people worthy of, of respect and whose lives are valuable, then we're, we're going to follow uh, Hitler and his gang right down the rabbit hole. Yeah. The only way for us to get together is to get together and fight against the Republican evil. Thank you. Hey, thank you, James. Thank you for that call. And that's an important message. That's a sobering message. You have to stand up and fight because you have to realize they are galloping. They are proud of what they're doing, rolling back the clock, showing their privilege and their power over everybody else. The fact that they feel like they own the country and they want to continue to force the country into their own image. Uh, They fight so hard for what they want. Such as now, there's this, there's this uh, fantasy of deporting people. It's like they want to see train loads of people being deported or sent to democratic cities that they hate. Turning the word sanctuary into a pejorative word, a bad word. And now we're seeing, you know, one state telling another state or cities in another state that, you know, we are going to traffic humans to you and you have to figure out a way to take care of them. Would have been so much easier to just take them to a place where they can get an asylum hearing, but no, you just take them 
to a city that you hate that you want to make a political point against and dump them and do nothing in your state, such as the state of Texas or the state of Florida, to help anybody. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. We do have to, we have to approach eyes wide open that yeah, if we don't recognize what is happening, what those who are in power are trying or attempting to do and proud to do it because it makes them look good for their base. And their base is loud, but shallow. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. So it makes you wonder, makes makes me really look forward to getting to the general election because maybe we'll have some, you know, pushback. And we're not just hearing from this uh, Republican base and uh, they're not seeming so uh, representative because I really don't think they are. I think they represent no one but a shallow but loud base in this country in the general election. Hopefully we'll prove it just as the midterm elections did. We're going to go back to the telephone lines to go back and hear what you have to say and add to this conversation about history and progress and attempts at rolling back the clock. Go ahead, Adam. You're on. Ten, you're on. Community speaks. Hey, nice to meet you. I, so, I'm in. I'm out of Tampa, also native, Florida native, and I'm interested in your perspective. I mean, if we're not dealing with immigration on our border, uh, much like other states, so judging them and how they should deal with it is pretty challenging, right? Because we're not having to deal with it day in and day out. So I speak with people on South Houston. I speak with people who are dealing with it, and it's obviously overwhelming them. Uh, And everybody wants to have compassion. But at at what point do do the laws come into play, right? What about the people who are following the laws and coming over here in the right way? So I think it's... I think it can be resolved, immigration, if we put forth the resources. That we can easily resolve this. It's not that it can't be resolved. Um, we know it can be resolved. It's been resolved mm-hmm. by other presidents. So, I don't know. Interesting. It's been challenging for other presidents. But, it, yeah, I think you're right. It could be resolved. But what we're actually witnessing right now is a ruling class on the right who doesn't want to do it right now. <laughs> you know, they have a bill bipartisan bill in place and they said but the wrong guy's in the white house right now so let's not do anything and that that shows we're dealing with a bunch of hypocrites on this issue yeah of course because you want people to do things the right way so it would have been just as easy to put those people on a bus and take them to their asylum hearing rather than dump them in new york city somewhere so what i'm saying so i don't think these people want to resolve this issue I think, I think the, yeah, yeah, I agree. Nobody wants to resolve it. Uh, it's much easier to uh, gain votes and rally people in fear than it is in triumph. It always is, right? So they want right. to sell it as a fear. Yeah. So that's always the chat. That's always, that's what uh, politics is, right? Selling fear that if you don't do this and you keep allowing this, it's going to be catastrophic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People are immigrants in this country. And they didn't uh, solve it. <laughs> they never solved it. They were in power, and they never solved it. You know what I'm saying? I think what I the biggest 
if we want, uh, if we're having a declining population and we want to grow as an economy, which are big reasons why we want to increase our GDP, you have to have more people working, just like they pushed women out of the house and into the workforce uh, and then called it women's rights. The same thing has to happen if we want to, if that's the objective or the goal of the country in the long run, and that's why you're bringing people to the country. It's not for humanitarian. It's not. Majority of people aren't coming from Central America. They're coming from all over the world now. But the biggest kick in the ass is the people who are coming here legally, and then they're why the husband comes legally for a job, and then the wife can't work. I know people personally right now, uh, and here in Tampa, my daughter's school, there's 37, 36 native languages, and people are coming from all over, and they're coming and doing it the right way. They're applying. They're getting a job, but yet their spouse can't work or somebody else in their family can't work because of how the rules are. So that's really a kick in the ass for the entire process of people that are doing properly. Uh, that's my biggest. Yeah. It just sounds like a broken system. Yeah. It just because it's, it's, if, yeah. if the wives have to work, you know, you need two housing, two incomes. So, Hey, thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam, for yep. calling. See ya. 813-239-9663. This is the program, the public affairs program called Community Speaks, go ahead. Walter in Tampa, you say what? Hey, Brother Mabila. Hey, Walter. This didn't say Wesley Chapel. This said Tampa, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I, I wanted to bring up something that we spoke about yesterday on our show, and that's the issue with the with the Heritage Foundation, right? Yes, uh, this right-wing this, think tank, so-called. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's not, such a, it's not so much of a think tank anymore. Actually, they are putting some. They are putting together a well-organized uh, machine on the right, and, and this is nothing new. Uh, they've put billions of dollars into this, billions of dollars into this, to gut government programs, to roll back, roll back um, legislation, um, in order for, in order for the White House, and in order for, um, a, a, in order to make America look like what they want it to look like, right? Mm -hmm. uh, to make the government look like what they want it to look like so they can function the way they want to function. For instance, the rolling back of the, the to, to eliminate the Department of Justice is one. Uh, yeah, EPA right. is another. Um, you know, Homeland Security. Mm. Uh, what happens Education, to too, though. Yeah, when you roll back Homeland Security, what happens to the border? Right? <laughs> they, they run things where they want to run things at the border. And that, that means... They can do what? Start shooting some folks. That are, yeah, start concentrating, putting up concentration camps because now it's yeah. privately run, probably by BlackRock Corporation, yeah. who's one of the most racist owners of corporate oh, America. Terrible. They're terrible. I mean, we have we have video of, of, of the uh, of the head of BlackRock uh, talking about uh, Blackstone, 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 uh, talking about how uh, talking about going back and actually going into Africa. And reinstituting old colonialism, mm -hmm. you know, because because they feel the Africans can't govern themselves. They're not able to govern themselves. Yeah. So this is how these people think. This is how they think. And so when you look at what's happening now, and the gov the the way that uh, uh, this organization is doing things, man, you know, the Heritage Foundation is doing things. Whose heritage? Whose heritage? Yeah, talk what, what, about that. Who are they? Who are they? Yeah, what I mean, the makeup of these people. The the Heritage Foundation is made up of several different organizations. Um, one of them is uh, 
you call it? The ones that make up the the um I'm having a, a brain moment there. Uh, it doesn't matter. It, we were, you were talking about their their agenda, and it looks right, like it right. has a name called Project Twenty Twenty Five. That's what I was really getting right, at. Right, Project Twenty Twenty Five. Right, mm-hmm. and there's many organizations that we know very well. Um, but right now, everything's still in my mind. Um, but like, um, one of them is the one that we that we see all the time that make up right in the state of Florida that actually uh, comes up with the uh, uh, legislations. Starts with an A. And I can't right now. It's, it, it, it again, it slips my mind. But these are organizations right now. That are that that are coming together, and they have been organizing this thing for years, years, and we ought not to take it lightly. Right. Um, and we talk about uh, whether we're talking about the Democratic Party taking it lightly, or anybody any other party taking it lightly. We must not take lightly what they're planning on doing in 2025, it, it, hitting the ground running, and they're already doing it. But they're already coming up with plans for this thing. Right. For what they're going to do? Right. I mean, it's it's it's, it's insane. Well, I know we're going to stay vigilant on this. Absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I sent you a message, by the way. Make sure you take, make, sure you make that for me, man, if, if you can. Um, but uh, Oh, yeah, you got a Black History event. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that event, one more, that we talked about yesterday. The- yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes I, I didn't want to just do it, but uh, the 24th, the 24th of February is Fish Grits and Black History. Yeah. Fish Grits and Black History at the Dr. Walter L. Smith Library in West Tampa. Uh, it is, if, if you want to look at it like this, it actually was, actually the, the the only, for a while, it has been the only Black History Museum that, we, that we've that we had in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a place where people could go, a safe haven where people can go and do their dissertations, they can study, they can meet. Um, with the organizations, do strategizing and things like that. And it's been a, a center of meeting uh, for a lot of people and uh, uh, do secondary education for kids. So we're doing this uh, to raise money. Uh, we're doing renovations there coming up. Uh, but we'll be out in the courtyard eating that fish and grits mm-hmm. uh, and mingling with everybody. So it's gonna be it's going to be awesome, man. Uh, 905 North Albany Avenue, 905 North Albany Avenue. You can check out more information at Eventbrite on um, Fish Grits, the number five, dot eventbrite.com, or you can go to um, org and check it out on the yeah. website. But good. We, we always need to bring ourselves together as a community and under any circumstances because I think – that's what I call the hood think tank because we got a lot of things to figure out. We got the Jackson House. We got, you know, some history we need to preserve here, and we got some plans we need to make for the future. So thank you, Walter. Hey, man, you got it, brother. You got it. Thank you, man. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. All right, you too. Let's go to Lakeland and see what J.C. has to say here on Community Speaks. Go ahead, J.C., you say what? Hey, man, uh, nice to hear from you again, sir, and great job on your program. As always, thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm glad to see that you, you brothers are woke. And and it's not only you know brothers. This is this brown, white, Caucasian, you know, people of all backgrounds and nature that are are, are seeing what's happening 
across the United States, especially in you know the deep red states, Texas, Florida. Florida is the ground zero. They are the the pedophilia, if you want to <laughs> use that term, uh, uh, of of all this. You know, DeSantis has pushed a whole new uh, hate based uh, brown, you know, brown hate just you know under the guise Politics. of Christianity. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know, so th- uh, and here's what I'm I'm calling upon, man. I'm 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 a love based person, and I'm I'm calling out all my Christian brothers and sisters who are listening to this across America, whoever Florida guys, you 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 got to realign yourself. Um, it's not party alignment, and then you, then God alignment. Hmm. If you're going to call yourselves a Christian, a person of faith, but you're falling or voting under this 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 DeSantis regime or even Trump or Republican, they are hate-based. They are separatists. They are um, dissolving the union. Uh, they are trying mm. to dissolve education and rights and everything that the Constitution, uh, because now they see a mechanism. They see a way. They have, uh, you know, uh, uh, a purpose like that heritage group. These think tanks are all trying to do the same thing. They're trying to take this moment in time where they have this, they feel like uh, a way to correct what they want to correct or realign some things across America, policy, um, administration, uh, education. It's all designed and targeted to change the vote across America and the landscape. So I call upon my brothers and sisters in the in the religious area to to uh, you know call upon your pastors and 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 those people that you you followed and and call them out and you know you have to you have to wake yourself up and if you're really about Jesus and love then you're not about what they're trying to do to others. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. You send a challenge out to those in your faith. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, JC. Well, I think that's all the time I'm going to have today for Community Speaks. Uh, but keep it tuned. Up next, of course, is going. we're going to get back to the music with It's the Music Monday with Blaine Whalen, following local headlines from The Scoop, locally produced right here at WMNF. Go visit WMNF.org and stay tuned to WMNF here in Tampa, 88.5. FM. This has been Community Speaks. My name is Patrick Mobili. Thank you, Irene, for taking the telephone calls, and thank you all for calling and writing. And uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of Community Speaks.